find you can't sleep in the Good bed. morning. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Bruce. Um, we're still on and Zion on the base. Um, we're just going to finish off what we uh, the question we left off, off with yesterday, and that is: Does one have to check a mattress um, for sharpness? Right, as Rob Bryce writes some seventy plus years ago, that the qu- good quality mattresses, at least in those days, we're still I've still got the last Rob I more more read about this, the sharpness man. Um, but in those days, the good quality uh, mattresses experts. I mean, he was told by sort of the people in that line, that line of work, they would have a, um, a linen outer case, or at least a very high percentage of, li- percentage of linen, and, and then it had wool in the layer below it. And they were obviously saying to it had threads running through between, and then inside it had a filling. There was a layer of wool inside of that. And uh, the question was, what's the head to not to have a shutdowns tested? What's the head to stay in a hotel? So we got stuck yesterday. We didn't really get anywhere by going through the whole thing of... Uh, of you know, Shua told whether it's Shatman's Dorabon or Shatman's Dorabon, because at the end of the day, once it's got a filling, based on the Yerushalmi, we, we're more or less back to square one, because, um, besides anything else, it's pastures, it's soft, it's not hard, and therefore we sort of were pretty much stuck there. Um, so, just to remind you, had it been hard, then we would have had a heta, because once it's hard, since we're definitely not talking about anything more than sharpness to our bottom here, because not the, the wooden side would not be sure to be us, even the Ramam out of it. Um, according to the Ramam, anyway, once it's hard, it's most to put it out here, it's out there, but it doesn't matter whether it's got a fitting or not. So had it been hard, we would have been all right. But the problem is, the Pashto says it is not hard, and once it's not hard, well, you've got the Issa de Rabbon, and even if you're not buying on it direct, you've still got a problem. So what do we do? So, um, here is the itzel, which, which, uh, or the way out that Rav Reich suggests, and that's based on the last little bit of the toastless. And that is when toastless to bar for in bar mishum kirayim. It's the last two, four, four lines or so of the toastless, four or five lines. Um, in the middle of the line, it says for al oisam kushed purpurntash. Now, don't ask me exactly what that is. I don't know exactly, but I can tell you roughly what they are. Um, if you continue, well, continue on, you'll get the idea what it is. He should Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak answers whatever these things are. Shem yish b'sirchan b'loy b'gadim shal tzema v'shal pishdan. It's basically it's something which has got filling in it. Okay, so if the filling is made of bits of um, old clothes, of wool and linen, v'nitzchak v'han amachat states filus, and the <coughs> the needle goes in two stitches worth, which is what we've done beforehand. Is that is kadei chibur. Then you would not be able to put them on top of you. Even if the stitching is actually with hemp or shalmeshi or with, with uh, linen, it doesn't help you because you're still connecting together the wool and the linen. Because the whole heta of cushions and, and uh, mattresses um, is, is, is only with putting it underneath you. But to put them on top of you, there's no heta. Not just to actually wear them, there's no heta. Remember, even according to Tosus, Tosus shit is even if it's soft, even if it's soft, with Korim Ksosis, we can be made because they don't normally come around the side of you, which we said doesn't help us with our mattresses because they do come around. They do bend a bit. But if inside all they've got is Gizet Zeme, in other words, on the outside, the outer shell, this is a bit like our mattresses now, it's got linen, 
and then inside all there is is Gizet Tzema, then Yochadiyos, it could well be to mutter Afa Ha'alo. It could be it's mutter even to put it on top of you. She'en chut ha'tzfira mechabra on the Beget Kalal. Because the stitching does not connect the, the Gizet Tzema actually to the Beget at all. All it does is it joins together the two begodim of Pishton, the two sides of Pishton. There's just something sandwiched in the middle. That is the covering of, maybe it's a couch, no, I don't know what it is, it's obviously not a couch, but Mishneh started on two sides. So in other words, you get the picture, it's two pieces of linen, which are being joined together by a piece of, uh, by a thread, and it's not actually connecting in any way the sandwiching of, uh, of, um, of wool. All that happens is that the wool in between tightens up against them. It's squashed against them. But that's not a chibur. That's not like, like uh, being woven in or stitched in. Or even tying together the roots which we had in Barmeo There's no actual connection. So that's the head. That's what he says. So based on that, based on that, there's a possible hetter here. And that is that even if you've got on the outside, you've got the linen and the wool inside, the problem being that the thread does pass through, the question is, is there any proper connection? And this is based on an idea that if you were to make a tear in the material, would you be able just to rip out, take out all the linen, uh, all the wool, sorry, all the wool thinner? He says, it could be you would. You, <laughs> no, uh, you would be able to, yes. <clears throat> Yeah? It could be because it's not properly connected. You just rip it over from around that you'd be able just to put it away. Because you know, obviously, wool just separates on it. You can just put it through. It's like uh, passing a comb through it. There's nothing actually connecting it. Yeah? I've wondered if it's just stitched on the outside and the wool's not connected in any way. It's just literally a sandwich in the middle. Well, then it's like filling a balloon with wool. That, that, that's not a shy. That would be, be motor. But even here, where we do have stitching which passes through the middle, yeah, there's bubbles, there's uh, where it's sort of that just goes in a little bit there is definitely but even there he says, it could be now we don't know it's a sophic <coughs> there's actually another sophic he says and that is this one we we'll probably find out but that is is the wool even shua at all we've talked about now where it's carded shua so in which case it's awesome and but what if it's not even shua the wool is just literally taken more or less off the animal cleaned and put inside it's not even carded then he brings that um, he brings from I can't remember who now, but then there's not even a, there's not even a list of the of Kilai. So that would be another way out. So his bottom line is he says, and this is the same conclusion Dain Weiss comes to is that if you can, if it, if you're staying in a hotel, he says you can rely on this. So it could be better to put something underneath you. I don't really understand. Uh, I'm not absolutely clear why he want, how this would particularly help. But, but uh, to put like a cushion underneath you or something like that. But the Kitsi says he thinks this is a good enough answer. And it seems... Minachazitzchok agrees. But he says for, 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 what, uh, for mattresses at home, he says you shall have checked. He says not, not to rely on this because it's all fake, so you don't really know. And therefore, one should have checked. Now, as I said, I'm being there when I, I'm going to try and speak to Robert Morel when I see him. Wise. I'm not sure it's even possible to get a modern mattress checked because the tensions and the way they're built I mean, if you open them up, you break the mattress and you can't 
effectively seal it in the way that it was originally sealed. They have, they have, they have ways of doing it. They, they make the, the very it's slightest, slightest, the very, very slightest, uh, no, no, you can make the very slightest tear, which, which you can still stitch up. They have to be able to do that because otherwise people are bringing their shutness uh, things in, which have to be taken back afterwards. It has yeah, to be done in a very, very... The mat- mattresses would be a nightmare because there is an inbuilt tensions. You only have to make the very slightest tear, then you can get out the concealed materials and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced it's going to be possible with mattresses today. You know what, I'll, I'll, you need that, I'll ask yeah, you. Yeah, you've got another question to ask. Huh? Another question to ask I'm, I, look, I, I'm absolutely definite about it. People have had them tested. I mean, you know, you get all as we spoke about yesterday. People call them around to check their carpets. There's, there's no doubt about it. As, as we spoke about in the car, I don't think anyone's ever taken their mattress into him. I doubt it. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's very possible that they call him round to check you. So I, I would not be surprised at all. Whether one is mechuyev, that I remains to be seen. As I said, it could be today. Things have changed. This was some 70 years ago. Although uh, the Menchas Yitzchok was not writing his Tshuva 70 years ago, from what I understand. Um, so, as he, even then, the Menachah was not to check it. They, they do acknowledge that, but they were saying it's, it's uh, one it, of those... It was much more of an issue 80, 100 years ago, particularly. For synthetics, sure. Particularly in the last few years, the price of mattresses has, has become very high. The reason it's very high is they've become extremely sophisticated, and, and, and it isn't pressure to obey the program yeah. anymore um, in the way that one would assume. Well, you need our last Okay. Spirit so, bring interaction. That's right. <laughs> the Eno Metama Obenagon. Right, next is Eno Metama Here's another, it's not a heta with matches, but it's a heta nonetheless for shutters we'll see here as well. We said that this, um, in fact, just before we go on, just to finish off the one about Kilayim, according to the Pshat of the Rambam, the Rambam learns uh, like the Ritz, this thing about, uh, you know, they, that colours would put across their heads to, to keep flies away. Why is there no Issa of Kilayim? Yeah? So Bishlam, what we said now, it's, it's to do with, with it being, um, uh, what's it called, to do with um, being felt. But the Rambam gives a different reason. He says, the reason is because ain't derech chivam bakach. The whole issue of climb is only if you're getting hung off from it. Mm-hmm. You don't heat yourself up with it, for, uh, just putting it across the forehead to keep flies away. Okay? And they speak about why he gave that shot is because it could well be he doesn't agree with the whole shot of mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, especially bearing in mind that the Rambam holds that, that uh, levet, this felt, is osamidoraisa. Okay? And I, maybe it's hard. Yeah, maybe it's hard. Is what to speak about if the when it's hard, but the mice it can it's if the moshev has got filling. What would be the shift of the rama? We spoke about yesterday. The case of Mishnah holds well. That's included in software, in which case it's an isadar of kilayim. Whereas according to the Gon and the, the Marashal, no, on the contrary, it's more makeup than anyone else because he holds once it's hard, it doesn't matter what the filling is. It doesn't matter whether the filling makes it actually bendable or not. Alkmaar doesn't hold for the Yerushalmi. But the kids, that's the way the the Ramam learns. Okay. Let's continue on. Another halacha we said about this istamal is it's not matami benegoy. Says Tosus, Koshelari, my iria benegoy. Why talking about dafka saras? Afidu b'meis v'sheretz le matami. It's even shouldn't be matami tumas meis. It shouldn't be matami tumas sheretz. 
Why? It's been on top of the Oric. The Amalekalanos will see later on. In order to be covered with these tunas, it's also got to have taught, right? It's got to be sure it's over the nose. Yeah, we learn out from Kirayim. Yeah? So if it's made of felt, which means it's only got shua, not the tov in the nose, then it's not mekabal any tumah. But in the Reese, so the Reese said, right, because if you look at Rashi, why, why was it not mekabal any Because it needs, Rashi said, so we learn from Kilan, it's got to be shua tov in the nose. So practice, in which case you had them with other tumahs. But in the Reese, so the Reese answers, the metami of the mace was shrotzim. You're wrong. It's actually metami the mace was shrotzim. And it's mekabal chemit pachim ketanim. It's done from a kalvachem from small jugs. Shetahum bezol. They're not the kabbal tumas medras. Utmein b'meis v'sheret, and they are the kabbal tumas meis and sheret. So istemol, this istemol shemetami bezol, which is the kabbal tumas zol. The shayach bo medras, because there it's obviously shayach medras, okay? Because you're, um, um, yeah, it's 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 metami. It's obviously shayach uh, medras. Second. Yeah. Um, so since it's Shaykh Medras says Kamobe Kipo the Omar it's a case data on kick uh Kiposhina Snosa the Sefer Torah Torim and Armedras. It's only because you gave it over to the Sefer Torah, that's why it's Torim and Armedras. But the kids it's, it's a, a case in Kalim. So you see the idea that it is Mikabel Tumas Medras. So, Eina didn't she tami be mace for sheretz? Must be a kavachemis, mitami to must mace and sheretz. So, in other words, the Yisaita Advarim, which comes out of this, to know, is this requirement to have shua tovi venus for all tumas is only when it's not mitami to medrus. When it is mitami to medrus, then even without tovi venus, alright, right? It's still Makabel Tumas Mace and Shrotzen. The only one that's not Makabel Tumor is Tumas Nagoya. You say to know. Over Oroch Perish, the Oroch gives an explanation. Istamo is Khatikho Shal Beged Muzhov. More like the Rambam. It's, it's a, and the Rif, it's a piece of Beged which is gold. Ukavoyin Bo Avonim Tevisumar God. It's a decorative piece of material which has got fixed onto it nice stones and gems. Well, if he's there, according to this Nikhon, it's a Mitame B'Mesa Shrotzen. Now, I understand why it's Mitame Tumas Mesa Shrotzen. Kishah touch it like any other touch it. Avol B'Negoyim, no, when it comes to Negoyim, not. Shina Beged Ikka, because the Beged is not the Ikka. Kina Zol, the Zol is the Ikka. I want him to, in the nice stones. Umi Hai Tamiya, Nami Inbo Mishun Kedayin, that's why it's not Shayach Kedayin now. Simple Pashat now points out why it's not Mitame, right? Says Rabbi Yitzchakai Zechobe, he applies it to Again, I don't know how they do it nowadays, but on Talisim where they've got an Atara, <coughs> so the Atara is made, uh, the, the Talis is made of wool. Yeah. The Atara is obviously not, but, uh, but the, the um, silver, whatever it is, the, the, this Atara is actually got a backing, or it's, it's put onto threads of linen. Really? I don't know about nowadays. This was in the days of Rizkhak Azakhov, and then they join it to the Talis. He says, according to this Tosfus, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because the main thing is our Torah, it's not the it's not the thread. Thread is just something for it to sit on. Yeah. And therefore there wouldn't be a problem. Right, the Rosh Yassi, the Prima Godim says he says he hasn't had a chance to look into this right now, but he says the Khuruk, this toast is gonna to provide us with a lot of big uses and Hilkha sharpness. Yeah. We go after the Ikha, not the Tofel. 
So potentially, just because you've got in your, you know, in your garden, whatever it is, you've got something there, which you've got a mixture of wool and linen, if the one of those is very, very much topper, it's not actually serving any purpose, it's there just for, there's potential for it to, to, to be muttered. Yeah? Interesting. Something else to look into. No, it's good. It's, it's good. Yeah? Very happy about this. <laughs> So next time you're taking your sharpness and they tell you sharpness, you can ask them, well, are you sure? Not. No, 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 no. <laughs> Obviously, as the Prima Godem says, there's what to be mine. I mean, the halof, you have to take a look how it's, uh, how it's, uh, what, how we apply it. There's an example of it's for guys that call us based on this, based on this statement. Yeah. Okay, but, um, and that would also explain, as, as uh, says, why there's no kilayim either. Because kilayim is, uh, um, sorry, that, that's, that, that is the sharpness. That also explains, which is where he started, why it's not shy of Tomas Nagoyim, because there's no Nagoyim on, uh, on stones. Yeah, on these decorative stones. Right? It's also, whether he means this or not, is not clear, because the Musa is the Ram says that Kilayim, right, uh, not Kilayim, uh, Nagoyim, right, Tomas Soras, is only shy of on a white bear get. It's been white. Well, that would be another reason why I wouldn't be shy of him. Yeah? It's possible that that's what Tosha is getting at as well with Musa. But anyway. And then we said in the Gemara we had a third thing. You can't grab it into the Rosh Hashanah That's as we've learned. Um, Rabbi Shimon then says there's no problem of our Torah's colors. The reason being because it's not considered <coughs> ornamental enough. It's not considered in our Torah in that sense. Okay? You know, it's ornamental, but it's not considered in our Torah that uh, after the Chorban you'd have to you'd be forced um, to wear it. So top of Nunches on the Dalek now. The Gemara continues now. That was all in Shittas Rabbi Avahu. Just to point out, you will see on the side of your Gemara there, we're going with the Gersa we've got in the Gemara. There's a slightly different Gersa that the Rif has, and that is that Rav and Shmuel are the ones arguing about it, and Rabbi Avahu just, just uh, commented that he would go like Rav, um, that the mission is talking about a Kippur Shel and Kol Shekin Kavlo, right, the cover of the, of the Ebed. Whereas Shmuel Omar Shmuel said, Kavlo de Abdo Right? Our mission is talking about a cover of the Ebed. Now, just to recap, before we go on, what was the shayla here? The shayla was when our Mishnah says that one can, uh, an isha can go out with a kavul. What's a kavul? Kavul can mean one or two things. Either it means I'll just go with Rashi's pshat. Okay, I mean, I'll, just, I'll mention to you now the pshat again, just out of of the uh, the Ram and the Rif. But for our purpose, I'm going to continue on with the pshat of, the, of Rashi, and that is that Rashi learns the kavul is this it's sort of a tight thing which goes underneath the head covering to keep in any loose bits of hair. Okay, it's a de- decorative piece of material, but that's, that's uh, essentially what, what, what it is. And um, the shayla is, well, that, that's pshat, Rashi, just to mention, the pshat of the Ramam and the Rif, is it's the thing which goes across the forehead underneath that tip, underneath that totemus. Right? But we've explained the Gemara of Rashi, so that's how I'm going to explain it. And that is, that's one pshat in Kabul. The other pshat, the other idea of Kabul is a Kabul of an Ebed, which is basically a badge saying that he's an Ebed. Until now, we've seen that it's a kavul which go, it goes on the on the garments. We'll see in a second that it's not necessarily on the garment, but that's what we've learned so far. So the shayla is: what are you not allowed to go out and surah with? You could say it means an isha, right? The the uh, the kiposhal tena, right? This thing which goes underneath. Well, that do you know why you can't go out and surah Because even that we're worried she may because it's decorative she may slip it out from underneath <coughs> her head. Part. Yeah. So Kol Shekin, the Ebed, would want to take off his thing. Doesn't want to show everyone. So that would definitely be forbidden. Um, on the other hand, 
you could learn that the Mishnah is only talking about Akubud of an Evet, because there he obviously wants to take it off, but, uh, but an Isha wouldn't take off her Kabul, this Kippur Shalzema, because it may end up revealing her hair. And the Mishnah Surah, so that's why she wouldn't do it. Those were the two possibilities. Ra'al Rabbi Abohu learned, he proved from, he proved from Rabbi Shimon Elazar, that the Kabul we're talking about is something which goes underneath the Svacha, underneath that woven head covering. So we know that is definitely the, the Kippur Shalzema. So Mishkei Mishnah is saying the Kippur Shalzema and Kol Shekein, Kol Shekein, the Kabul of an Ebed, he wouldn't be able to go out with it in Sirisha Surabim. Where Shmuel now says he disagrees with the Rabbi Abohu. Where Shmuel, Omar Shmuel said, Kabulo de Abdul Tanan. Our mission is talking about the Kabul of an Ebed. Dafka Kabul of an Ebed, that's right. So the Gemara asks, Umi Omar Shmuel, Umi Omar Shmuel, how did Shmuel already say this? But Omar Shmuel, but surely Shmuel said, Yitzhak Ebed with the top of Nun Chesam Alaf now, but Omar Shmuel, but surely Shmuel has said, Yitzhak Ebed, the Chesam Shabit Sabor, that an Ebed is allowed to go out with the signet on his neck. Okay, they used to have, this is the one I talked about right at the beginning before we saw Rashi, said it was talking about on the Beget. But there's a different type, which is one which they wear around the neck. It's made of, of uh, like, earthenware or cement or something like that, mud. Um, he's allowed to go out with that, right? We're not cliche, she'll take it off in the Rosh Hashanah and carry it. So Shmuel clearly learns. I mean, this, according to this, we've got, like, a major problem. Yeah? Because then what's Peshat in the Mishnah? You see, one thing to bear in mind, by the way, according to this is, just something to bear in mind, and that is that this doesn't fit with Rabbi Yanai at all. Because Rabbi Yanai said the Mishnah is either talking about the Kabul of the, the Kippur Shaltzema, in which case Kolshikin you can't go out with that of an Ebed, or it's talking about the Kabul of an Ebed, but you would be able to go out with that of an, the Kippur Shaltzema. Yeah? Those are the two possibilities. If Shmuel is saying that you can go out with the Kabul of an Ebed, then what's Peshat in the Mishnah? What are we insinuating Peshat in the Mishnah is? Sounds like we're insinuating that it is possible that the Mishnah could be talking about a Kabul of, a, of an Isha, and yet an Ebed would still be allowed to go out with it. Because otherwise, what's Peshat in the Mishnah? We're going to reject this in a second, right? This idea, not, on, not off this, not off this back, but the Prima Godim says, especially based on the Gears of the Rift, it's Rav and Shmuel arguing, is that, that Rabbi Yana had his theory, that if the mission is not about Kippur Shalzem and then Kol Shekin and Ebed, yeah. and if it's only about Atom and Ebed, then... But he says it could be Rav and Shmuel disagree with that. Yeah? It could well be that Rav and Shmuel both agree that Kippur Shalzem you're not allowed to go out with, and yet, with an ever, they disagree about it. And this we're really seeing over here. Because essentially what we must be suggesting is, Umiyama Shmuel, did Shmuel really say this? No! Surely Shmuel also says the mission is not like a But he allows the Kabul Shalevet. The opposite of what Rabbi Yamai assumed. That if we don't allow a Kippur Shalzenet, we should just take it out from underneath and Koshkin and Ebed. Well, Shmuel says, now we're going to reject it in a second. Okay, we're going to reject it. You see, that seems to be coming out of the Gemara. Unless the Gemara is basically just saying, how would you explain the Mishnah? But it doesn't sound like that. So, surely, Shmuel has said that an Ebed can go out with the Chos and Shmuel Savori. You'll possibly see, see why, why, what, uh, what we want with that. But just remember that idea. So, 
he's not allowed to go out with the with this I'll call it a badge on his on his baggage. Okay? Now um, the obvious answer to this would be just to say, okay, well our mission's talking about the one on the on the baggage, which is what Rashi said earlier as it happens. You know, that's the way Rashi explained Kabul to Ebert. Um, so what are we gonna do with this? Why do we not want to answer like that? So Tosus just says, because we prefer to say that the Mishnah Torah, because not Kabul of an Ebed means all types of Kabul of Ebed. Not a specific type of Kabul of Ebed. Yeah? That's what say if you look at Tosus at the top there. It's going to give another answer in a second, but he makes it, we'll see what the answer is. And through that, we can say that our Mishnah is talking about all types of Khosonis. Yeah? That's what we'd rather, rather than saying it's talking about a specific type of badge. So the Gemara answers like Kasha, it's not a problem. Who put the badge, let's say, around his neck? Who put it there? Him or his master? So you may say, what's the difference? Well, there's a big difference. If his master put it on there, yeah? Then, and he comes back without it, what's going to happen? He's scared of his master. Correct? Ah, I see. So he isn't isn't going to take it off if the master put it there. Whether if he put it there, that's right. He wouldn't take it off. So he would go into the Shusharab and take it off there, and so he'd be allowed to wear it. Other way around. I think I didn't, didn't catch all of that. But no, but he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't take it off. He would wear it the whole time. If his robe made it, that's right. That's right. That's right. And therefore, he could wear it. Sorry. Yes. Right. If he, if his, if his master made it, he wouldn't dare take it off, even though it's just a robin, because yeah, you know. The concern we, he's, he's scared of his master. For the last month or so, is that they might take it off and carry it. So well, possibly. Yeah, we're going to see. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So far. So far. That's right. Whereas if he put it on there, well, it seemed like a good Ebert, he puts it on there of his own volition, well, he'll also take it off of his own volition. He doesn't want everyone to know he's an Ebert. That's the, that's the, that's the Peshat. Our mission which, uh, which says he can't go out, is talking about when he put it on. Whereas Shmuel, in this statement, was talking about when his rabbi put it on. So the Gemara says, Shmuel. So what did you establish the statement of Shmuel talking about? Where his rabbi made it for him. So in which case, if that's what Shmuel was talking about, why can't he go out with the Chosim on his, on his beggar? Now, see if you can work this one out though. Well, then why would it be any better if I hadn't said that? Let's say he had put it on there. Yeah? Let's say we said that we were talking about when he put it on there. And for whatever reason, how would it be any better? What, why would there be a difference between putting it around the neck or on the on the beggar? Bear the question in mind. Let's, let's continue on the Gemara first. I just want to finish it first. I'll get a little confused and then we'll try and answer that. Yeah? So, what's the difference then, asking Gemara, whether it's around his neck or on the, on the beggar? So, Gemara, I'll tell you why. There's a big difference. You see, if it's around his neck, he wouldn't dare take it off his neck. His rub put it there. Yeah? And if it fell off, 
it's from Tosh, uh, yeah, but if it fell off, says, um, this is what they're, maybe this in the run, if it fell off, he wouldn't bother bringing it back because it's made of mud and if it falls off, it probably is just in pieces. So as scared of his rev as he may be, there's no point bringing back broken pieces. Yeah? Correct? Yeah. But if it falls off the baguette, instead of having to come back and explain that to the rev, what would he do? Maybe it'll, it'll fall off. Fall off. Yeah? <coughs> and he'll be afraid and he'll fold up his garment and put it on his shoulder in other words instead of walking around with his garment like this which is where the bad should have been what would he what will he do he'll make it as if it was a you know it was a very hot day or whatever it was and therefore he's folding his coat up and he puts it on his shoulders like this what's the problem with that what's the problem he might fall off no, continue on. Kedar Rabbi Yitzchok Bar Yosef. Don Rabbi Yitzchok Bar Yosef. Don Rabbi Yechonan Hayitzim B'Talis Mekupelas and Munachas Lo If a person goes out with a folded talis placed on his shoulders, the Shabbos is Chay V'Chatzus because that's not Derech Levisha. It's not Derech Malbush. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but walking around with a jacket on your shoulders is. For the time being, we're talking about when it's we're talking about where he's going to fold it up okay. to cover it up. Yeah, so, so that the point where the bad should have been yeah. is covered, yeah. so the master won't realize. Yeah, but the problem is then he's carrying the talus. But when we get to this uh, thing about talus, we'll speak about wearing jackets on shoulders, whether that is considered derech malbush or not. But and this answer is like that of that Shmuel said to Rav Chinnon of Ashiloi. They're not allowed to go out with coats which have this badge on. Basically, all the Rabbonon used to have like a badge expressing their, their subordinates to the Reish Galusa, and all of them were afraid of the Reish Galusa. So therefore, if it came off, they would fold up. There was a danger they would fold up their talus and walk around like that. So therefore, he said, none of the Rabbonon are allowed to go out with that coat on Shabbos, except you. So the Kopti Alech the Beirish Kulosa because the Beirish Kulosa wouldn't be upset with you if you didn't have a badge. You, they treat differently. So therefore for you, if it fell off, there's no Chashash you'd have to cover up. Okay? Let's take a look at Rashi. Ushmuel um, Omar, two lines down. Kavul the Masnis, the Kavul of our Mishnah is Kavulot the Abdo, something like the Kavul of the Ebed. Upoli got the Rabbi Abba and he argues with the Rabbi Abba. So he said, but it can't be because Shmuel said, Chosim Shabbat Tabaro, who kavlo the after, that's the kavod of the effort, while you oisin so Michelle tit, and they would make it made of mud. And that, um, that one which, the chesim shavit savoro, he's not allowed to go out with. Now, interestingly enough, it sounds like what Rashi's trying to say, I mean, what's he saying, who kavlo the after? It sounds like he's answering the kasha of in a different fashion. And that is, what was the kasha? The kasha is, why didn't we just say that the chesim in our mission is talking about the chesim shavit susay? So Rashi says, no, the kabul of the Ebed is the one around his neck. Which is interesting, because earlier Rashi said not like that. Rashi, on the on Nun Zayn on the base, when he said, in Dibba Maskal i Kavla de Tanan, he said, Chosim Sha'usin le Ebed Biksuso. Yeah? It's the Chosim that they make for the Ebed on his garment. 
So, but I'm not sure exactly how we, uh, whether Rashi's saying at this point in the Gemara we have to change, I'm not sure. The Ovid Le Rabbi, so he said, yeah, that's talking about when his Rebbe put it on him. So Isle Emsa, so then he's afraid of his Rebbe, but it's shocking him in Tzavari, wouldn't take it off his neck, though he could be ordered to take it in his hand. Huh? So that's why he's allowed to go out with it around his neck. Whereas Amish not talking about when he made it himself, so then we are worried to take it off. So he said, but wait a second. If we're talking about, if Shmuel was talking about when it was, he made it, uh, sorry, his Rebbe made it, yeah? If that's what we were talking about, then what's the problem? What's the problem with um, when it's around here, when it's on his beggar? Yeah? He said, because over there we're worried nifset, hachesom, the chesom may come off, the nishpar and break, we'll merit us mirabin, he'll be afraid of his rebbe, should a yomashu not throw, the haris bashuk shubot ben chorin, he wouldn't want his rebbe to think that he, he wouldn't want his master to say that he took it off in order to show the shuk that he's free. So what he'll do is, when we kapere our talis al kasefov, he'll fold the talis on his shoulders, kedeshele yire mekem achesem, so the place where the, the badge used to be won't be seen, shele yiroa, but a Yobinu, and they won't realize Shinoff that it's fallen off. But Domi Atalis Al Kasefa Kamasui. And then the Talis becomes on his shoulder like Kamasui. In which case, Chayef Chatos, the inner Tachik is no longer a Tachit, and Abizman Shalosha, Derech Malbush. It's only a Tachit when he wears it in the normal fashion, but if he's wearing it on his shoulders, that's not Derech Malbush. And we said, like the, with the Reish Kalosa, he said, Kulurabon and Lodifku, Bissavadi, Chasime, all the Rabon can't go out with Shab on Shabbos with this um, coat with the badge on. And they used to make like these uh, badges, whatever you want to call it, signals for their talis. To show their subordinates to the Rish Gurusa. So all the Rabban and Loyalefku shouldn't go out with it, because if it falls off, they'd be afraid of the Rish Gurusa when we cover you when they would fold up the talis and walk around like that. Except you, because the Rish Gurusa are not so marked on you, if you go, out with, if you go without the, the, uh, the badge on, and therefore, if it fell off, you wouldn't be afraid to walk around with your talus down, you know, down normally. So that's it. So as I said, Tosfus asks, but going back to the question stage, how would Shmuel have fitted any better, before we came to this answer, how would Shmuel have fitted any better had we said that Shmuel was talking about when he put it on himself? So Tosfus says like this, there's no chashash there's no chashash that a person would stum, even an evad, would take it off in the Rosh Hashanah. No matter how much he wants to show he's a Ben Chorin, he wouldn't, the Poyal, take it off and carry it in the Rosh Hashanah. Yeah? That was never a chashash. What's the chashash? The chashash is that if it falls off, he wouldn't put it back on, he'd just carry it in his hand. That's the chashash. Yeah? So if that's the case, we thought about this. Let's see if we can work this out. If we're talking about where he put it on himself, so I'd say like this. When it's round his neck, yeah, when it's around his neck, because we didn't think of it, in fact, let me go, go a little further. We didn't, we, we didn't think that a person would actually take it off. Yeah? We also, at, at this point in the Gemara, in the question stage of the Gemara, we didn't think that it could actually fall off. We didn't think of that, that possibility. So we thought to ourselves like this. If he put it on, so then it would be fine. When it's round his neck, he wouldn't take it off. 
and we didn't think it could fall off, so there's nothing to be choshish about. Yeah? Whereas when it's on his beget, granted he wouldn't take it off, but he may walk around in the shuk with his talus folded over his shoulders so that people wouldn't think that he's an effort. Yeah? Because he put it on. He's not scared to, to do that. He's not scared of his master. He's walking around the shuk. He put it on of his own volition. So the brighter would make, uh, Shmuel, sorry, Shmuel would make perfect sense. He put it on. So when it's around his neck, you can't cover it up. So what's he going to do? Snap it off? No, no one would do that. So what's there to worry about? Masha came when it's on his beggar, sure there's something to worry about. He'll fold up his beggar. He won't take it off. And we're not worried about it falling off at this stage in the Gemara. We don't think, we haven't thought of that possibility. But he'd just fold up his talus and cover it up like that. And in doing so, he's carrying it because he's not wearing it and the talus should be worn. That's right, he's carrying the talus. Exactly, he's chayva chatas for that. Terrible thing. That makes perfect sense. You know, this is, this, we knew about this Issa of walking out with the talus mukopeles, but we didn't think that he'd do it because it had fallen off. We hadn't entertained that possibility. So in which case, if you're saying that he put it, that the Rebbe put it on, the Master put it on, so then what's Peshat? I can understand, fine, if it's round his neck. Well, let's, let's, let's go the other way around. Yeah? We haven't thought of it falling off. So why can't he go around with it when it's on his kasus? He wouldn't fold up the beggar. He definitely wouldn't take it off. That's posh to us. Yeah? Yeah? Mm, he wouldn't take it off. Well, they took, took, took him out. Badge of the beggar. The badge? Yeah, badge. He wouldn't take off either because he's scared of his master. That's the whole point. So when it's round his neck, he wouldn't dare take it off. Carrying his hand because he's scared of his master. Fine. So why? What about on the on the when it's on the beggar? He wouldn't dare fold up the beggar and walk around with his with his beggar, uh, you know, folded up. What if he meets his master? What if his master hears what he's been doing? So why can he not go out with it? Answers the Gemara. You're missing one point, and that is there's a chashash of fall off. Ah, once we're talking about falling off, then that's different. Yeah? Because then he thinks to himself, if he goes back to his master with a broken piece of it, it's better for him just to fold up his beggar and just go back, don't tell the master at all. That's what he's afraid of. Yeah? Does that make sense? That's what Tosu says in Deba Master Bumayu Kimta. If you just look, I'll just show you how it goes there. Bumayu Kimta, the Hodesh Mubad, the Ovali Rabbi Bukhuru. Aval Imayu Bit Ovad Iyun and Afshay Hatchmu, be talking about where he put it on. Or see sharp, it would come out fine. The bit tabora because when it's on his neck, there wouldn't be any chashash. maybe there's no chashash. Maybe he'll actually take it off with his hands. No one would do that. That that, that would not chish. A person would be mechal shabbos be like that. As desperate as he is to show that he's not, he doesn't want people to know he's an evet. When it's on his on his garment, so maybe he'll fold up his talis in order to cover up the badge. But he wouldn't realize the ish was a chiyav chatos. He thinks I'm wearing the talis. What difference if it's on my shoulders or not? Avol b'da ovad le rabbi. Whereas rabbi made for him mishum emsa de rabbi yori le kapel avad. He'd be afraid to fold up the talis. So what's the issa? Rashi nami We knew about this issa of folding up the talis. We know that he didn't. Ela de la yada shi ish lachish demam nifsi. We didn't realize that there's a chashash that the badge may fall off. 
So once we answer that we're worried about the vanish falling off, that's when Maisi the Rav Yitzchak v'nochas lefirusha shiish chiv chatz pekipul. Now, don't think that this is a new thing we didn't know about that the isov when you know the talis and shots that we knew. The thing which we, we didn't introduce it till afterwards, but but the Maisi we knew about that. The problem is we didn't what we didn't realize is there's a chashash that it, it would fall off. Let me just show you that small toast just before that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the small taste after, I'll just show you quickly that one first. He'd rather shame a couple, they should be folded up, then his rebbe sees it's completely fallen off. Because then he has to start trying to convince his master that he didn't, uh, he didn't do a bemeze, then his master won't think he did a bemeze, simply just to fold it up. Okay, fine. But take a look at that toast, just the second one down, the small we haven't done. We said with one film that where he made it himself. Where he made it himself, then there's the chashash. That's what Amish is talking about. So am I sure you must nisim with the avat iur and nafshei bechot? And then why would Amish say Amish said you can't go out into the yerusha sarabim? We're going to say he's allowed with this kavul. Whoever's wearing the kavul is allowed to go into the chotzer. Why? But he made it himself. Why wouldn't he take it off in the chotzer? Kim and the kapeda the rabbit since he's not makped. You know he's got no hakpod of his rebbe. So we answer the Yishloma de Ika Katsas Kapeda is a bit of Kapeda, our local Kach Kamebade Rabbi. So therefore, the Khashash is, it's unlikely he'd take it off, but there is a little bit of a Khashash he'd take it off in the Chot. So sorry, there's a little bit of a Khashash he'd take it off. Because he put it on with his own volition. It's not like he's not, he's not as afraid of his master. So therefore, in the Chotzer, we can be a little more maker. We can rely on the fact he's unlikely to take it off because he's still a little afraid of his rebel. Yeah? Even though he put it on of his own volition, but think about it. You know, if you don't put it on at all, that's one thing. But if you put it on and then take it off, then the master begins to think that obviously you're embarrassed to show that you're my effort or something like that. Yeah? Because you put it on and then you take it off. So therefore, in the Chotzer, we, we can be more maker, but in the Rishasar album, we can't. That's how Joseph explains but if you go with the Yisod of the Ram, which I, I just mentioned it outside the other day, the Rashba, the Ram, just remember this Yisod, because we may, may or may not talk about it tomorrow, there's no problem. Do you know what the difference is? What's the whole problem with the Chotzer? Is we're worried if you're allowed to wear it in the Chotzer, you might take it off. He may, t- he may take it out into the Rosh Hashanah. No, yeah, with an Eved, he's not going to do that. Because if you say to the Eved, you're not allowed to go out into the Rosh Hashanah, believe me, he's, all, he's only too happy to take it off before you... He'd be happy to take it off in the, the chotzer as well. Because he doesn't want to be seen. Yeah, exactly. So therefore there's no chashash and he'll make a mistake. Why do I, why, why do I say this? It may help us in answering uh, the, the question the Toshis asked the other day on Rashi. Perhaps tomorrow, we'll, I'm not sure, depending on how difficult it is, we may try and wrap it up by putting this all together tomorrow. But just remember that Toshis obviously does not hold that you're sowed. Mm-hmm. Could be Rashi does. Does that help us with anything? We'll see tomorrow. That's the Shem Oh. Mm-hmm.